0: In this episode of Boss Files, a CNN special documentary report, we take you inside the rise of Amazon, understand the mission and the man behind it all. How did Jeff Bezos do it? And where is he taking Amazon next? From the marketplace to the cloud, to Hollywood and perhaps to space. In this special Boss Files episode, I sit down with Jamie Dimon, chairman and CEO of JP Morgan Chase and a longtime friend of Jeff Bezos.
1: It's a business miracle. Really? I mean, you wouldn't have thought that a almost a trillion dollar company would be formed in 25 years, that it would be disrupt so many different things and create so many different things and look at look at so many things in different ways. And uh, so it's a it's still a growing machine. It's still growing. It's still trying to figure out how we wants to attack certain markets. And so yeah, it's a business miracle.
0: Diamond, Bezos, and Warren Buffett have partnered on a new healthcare venture named Haven. You can find our CNN documentary, The Age of Amazon, on CNN Go. Now here's my conversation with J.P. Morgan Chase, Chairman and CEO, Jamie Dimon. Let's just begin here. What, what? It's been 25 years. What do you make of what Jeff Bezos built with Amazon over the last 25 years?
1: Well, it's an incredible company, an incredible story. You know, when Jeff started with books, I think he worked on books for like five or six or seven years. Wanted to get books right. Right. Uh, he probably had a dream about this everything store. We wanted to get books right. And then he added CDs, and then you know, of course, before anyone knew what there was, he added the cloud and AWS, and so they, they've just built an incredible company.
0: So Warren Buffett told me just a few weeks ago, the rise of Amazon, in his view, is a miracle.
1: Is it a miracle? It is. It's a it's a business miracle. Really? I mean, you wouldn't have thought that a, almost a trillion dollar company would be formed. In 25 years, that it would be disrupt so many different things and create so many different things and look at look at so many things in different ways and uh, so it's a it's still a growing machine. It's still growing. It's still trying to figure out how it wants to attack certain markets and so yeah, it's a business miracle. A
0: business miracle. Yeah. I've never heard you use that word ever to describe any other business. So is it unparalleled?
1: Mm, unparalleled in history. Uh, you know, maybe not because you might put the Mile T forward in that. Uh, you might put Apple phone in that. There are others you might put in that, but there's only a handful of so many things that have grown like this and been in so many business and invented so many things and invented their own technology to accomplish what they want yeah. to do and, and got into logistics to do what they wanted to do. So,
0: and to have a head start on things like the cloud, like a seven-year head start. Um, so, what about Jeff Bezos, the man? What makes Bezos different? Yeah. And his ability to be an inventor and this incredibly successful business leader at the same time
1: yeah so Jeff is a friend you know he's a he, he's a wonderful guy and uh, a fun to be with and curious 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 analytical always look at things from different angles humble you know if you talked about what he's done with the good at, or they said no I'm not sure we're very good at that we're still struggling with that one and you know, they've they've had lots of failures yeah you know which he really embraces had, them embraces them. he says you learn from them it makes you stronger it makes you build better but somewhere in there he also built a fabulous team I mean, this is not being done just by Jeff. So you know, he ended up being a great inventor, a great thinker, a great team builder, and obviously very flexible, very flexible mind that can kind of go left, go right, admit their mistakes. Uh,
0: Do do you think there is an attribute of his as if you know him as a friend and you know him as a a fellow CEO and business leader, is there something about Jeff Bezos that makes him markedly different than almost any other leader on the planet?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think great brain power and great EQ. In addition to that, like how he treats people and how he deals with people and deals with situations, mm-hmm. you know, relentless energy. I mean, you know, Jeff is in addition to Amazon, he's doing the, the space ventures and, and other he things. He just wants to go to the moon. You know, <laughs> yeah, he wants. To, well, no, he wants. No, I think I read recently he wants like a million people to go to Mars. Yes. or and so we yes. uh, Or a trillion or something like that to mankind. <laughs> Uh, it's just an amazing combination of capabilities. So, you know, you know, look at really good people sometimes they are very good in one thing. Yeah. You know, you become a real outlier when you're good in three or four or five different things because that's kind of rare.
0: So that so he is rare, very rare. He's rare, yeah. You wrote the the blurb recently uh, in Time magazine for the Time 100 list about him. Mm-hmm. And you talked about his customer obsession. And it's something that I know you've done here at yeah. JP Morgan. So it made me wonder have you taken that? Did you learn that from Jeff Bezos? Has he affected the way you run
1: your bank? Oh, sure. I mean, first of all, we learn by looking at everybody. And we learn the same way by looking at our own mistakes and looking at competitors. And and I always thought, I have always thought you should look at business from the point of view of the customer. Mm -hmm. That's how you should view the client. What, What do you need? What do you want? How do you want? And our job is to find a way to serve that need or something like that. I think he's taken it to the nth degree. So when you look at, when you look at Amazon and Jeff, they're always it, that is p- so paramount and, and, you know, transcends almost all other things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you learn from that. I mean, you know, w- when you do with Amazon, they're talking about, like, how many milliseconds it take to go from this screen to that screen? I know. How many clicks to it take to go from this? Yeah, so when we saw them doing that, we said, yes, we have to do the same thing. Because we had a bunch of products and services where you click on it and you have to wait a second. And right. we didn't really think about it very much until I was reading something about Amazon. I said, my God, we're just... We got to be much faster. We're too slow. We're too slow. All
0: right. So, Jeff Bezos tried to hire you. Yeah. What happened?
1: I got a phone call from a headhunter. I'd just been fired from City. Uh, I flew out to Seattle. I think Se- sleep in Seattle had already come out, and I had these dreams of like getting a houseboat and never wearing a suit again.
0: So I can't uh, see I, Jamie
1: Dimon on a houseboat. I, I, I'm pretty flexible. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> but a lot of companies were calling me. A lot of the internet companies, which I won't go with them. I thought they were all going to fail. This one, I was, I was kind of intriguing. I spoke to a friend or two about Amazon, and uh, I flew out there. We first had lunch, and we just hit it off, and we've been friends ever since. And uh, then he said, Jamie, I want you to come. I'm about to do a town hall. I've never had now. I don't have outsiders to come. I stood in the back of the room and watched him deal with you know maybe five hundred. People in the room, a lot of young kids, and, and just the honesty, the forthright, the fun, the laugh—the laugh—and I, I and I remember someone asking about the options. He said, "No, no, don't don't be here because options. I don't know how this is going to turn out. You know, we've got this idea about stuff, but but we got to make it work. And you know, if that happens, they'll take care of themselves. And I just loved all that. I just thought it was unbelievable. And and uh, you know, and I didn't. The only reason I didn't do it is it was just moving the family. It was I was a fish out of water. you know, i spent all my life." In financial services and all of a sudden I'd be a merchant and retailing and stuff like that and right. but him I thought the world of and I should have bought the stock because I also thought they had a good chance because yeah. remember books you go to a bookstore you got 10 or twenty thousand bucks. books you, know, you do the Amazon bookstore about 2 million books and with all these added services so it kind of made sense the internet would, would change everything for bookstores
0: what did he say to you when you said no
1: well he never actually offered me a job I mean, we were talking a lot. And I was like, I "Just Jeff is just not going to be for me." So, what? But they would have offered me a job, and I, I don't know. But uh, he and I would have been would have bonded. We would have been great friends. Did you? And ever, I would have been happy working for him too.
0: Did you ever buy the stock? No. No.
1: No. M- I, I, I mistake. I
0: mean, Warren Buffett called himself an idiot the other day for not buying Mo- it.
1: Most of my money was always involved in my companies, which I think is appropriate. But uh, but in this particular case, I should have said, "You know what? This is different. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm going to make an investment in that guy."
0: You talk about the friendship that you two have shared for a really long time now. The world knows Jeff Bezos, the business leader. They don't know Jeff Bezos as their friend. What's he like as a friend?
1: Oh, he's, he's uh, you know, we do these dinners together other CEOs and political figures and stuff like that. And he's joined the BRT, so he's done a couple of things with reporters, and, and he loves it. And, and he, he's saying that he's very curious, very responsive, uh, very smart. And I, I use the word humility because he's humble about what he knows and doesn't know, and he has a lot of fun, like I read a quote recently of someone, you know, a CEO who likes to be wrong. He liked that. You know, he he likes to was, be wrong. It wasn't about him, but I'm saying that's the kind of uh, humility he has. You know, so when you have conversations, there's a lot of give and take, but there's a lot of, you know, he knows what he doesn't know and he's always learning. And mm-hmm. I remember talking to him once about data. I said, you guys in Amazon, the data, he said, no, no, Jamie, you guys probably do it even better than us. You know, we argue about who does better with data. <laughs>
0: I, I was just a friend of mine, a colleague of mine was just at an event with him last week. And she said they spent the whole like boat ride back talking to one another. Yeah. And that he was so humble that he just spoke right to her. You know how powerful people, they most of them look over your shoulder yeah. to see if there's someone better to talk yeah. to. That she, he was the opposite yeah. of that. That he was just no, he, he, truly he, he's genuine. He's very
1: engaging that way. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Um, so let me read you what he said about you. If I actually sure read this, if I were a big shareholder in J.P. Morgan Chase, I'd show up every Monday morning with pastries and coffee for Jamie. I'd be so happy and check in and say, are you good? Are you good? Because I think he's a terrific executive in a very complicated company. So I'm not sure if he's brought you pastries and coffee, but um, there's that. And then there's the reporting that you're frenemies. Is that true?
1: No. That, I, actually, I think I sent him that. <laughs> the Wall Street Journal headline? The Wall Street, no, the picture. Yeah, the picture <laughs> of that. First of all, they are going to do what they're going to do. And, you know, he may very well do. And we, we do business together. You know, we have the I car know. together. We do a bunch of stuff. Uh, but, you know, they're, we're mature, we're both mature. You know, it's like I like a bunch of people who run big financial companies. We compete all the time. So whatever they do, I expect them to do what they want. And uh, so we're not frenemies in any way, shape, shape, or form.
0: So you may not be frenemies, but are you... You are partners. You've been partners for a long time. Credit card joint credit card back dates back to 2002. Are you more partners or competitors with Amazon?
1: We're we're partners. We're partners in the credit card. You know, you have to. If you make those things work, it works very well for both parties. So, uh, uh, you know, we may compete in something one day. You know, that 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 would be fine with me. You know, and I I tell the people here, you know, whether it's Amazon or Facebook or or Google, or Ant Financial, or Tencent, or Pingyan, they're gonna be companies that are much more internet-based who are gonna to try to figure out ways to do financial services. And you know, Silicon Valley is spending 20, 30, 40 billion dollars you're trying to get into this business, and we should expect that. I th- you know, I honestly, that's called capitalism. That's a good thing, even though it may not necessarily be a good thing for your own company in a certain uh, circumstance. So,
0: if you're a betting man, what would your over-under be on Amazon becoming a bank one day?
1: I think it's, I, I really don't know. I mean, I think it's hard for to become a bank and become a bank holding company. Yeah. And you know, in some ways that provides protection, but not a lot. I tell the people here, don't ever rely on that. Because there are ways to become banks, you know, white label banks, and everyone wants to be yeah. in payments, everyone wants to make buying something simple, and that's all reasonable. So we should always be open to partnering with people or open to competing with people. Uh, and we do, we compete with a lot of people, we partner with a lot of people. Like I said, we do a lot of things with other investment banks. We, we compete and then we partner.
0: So here's an example. The Wall Street Journal reported that J.P. Morgan has been in talks with Amazon about building a checking account-like product that Amazon could offer to his customers.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to talk about any private conversations whatsoever.
0: So you're not going to tell me if that's happening? No. So you did create a team, I think it was 2017, to essentially think about Amazon.
1: No, it wasn't Amazon. It wasn't. It was all, it was, it was all of them. Okay. All
0: like, the like internet if, giants.
1: All of them. If we were them, if they were us, what would you do? How would you look at it? So it had nothing to do specifically with Amazon, Got but it has to do with, but look at both of them. What, what can they do to compete? How might we want a partner? Sure. And what, like, did you,
0: what was your biggest takeaway?
1: That, that these partners, there would be both. There would be competition and partnerships. And, and actually, if you look at it, I won't take you through all of it, there are multiple ways this can play out. And it may play out all of those ways, because people may come up with different ways of looking at this. And and we have to be prepared for all of it. So we even have a strategic offsite coming in July. This is still on the table. Oh, about this, this group? No, about about how how we should look at all these potential competitors or partners.
0: More from our CNN special documentary report on Amazon after the break. Would you say that Amazon has actually made JP Morgan a better company?
1: I think so. I mean, I think it's made us a better company because I've been watching them for 20 years. And when you look at how capable they are, you you can imagine how many times we've spoken to my management team about what they've done and how they did it and why couldn't we do it and what should we do. Can you give
0: me an example of that?
1: Oh, oh, it's just about everything. The use of data, one click, how they brought out the product set, how they acquired adjacencies, how they uh, AWS, you know, which now we're doing more and more on the cloud. And we were a little late mostly because i was a little hesitant for a whole bunch of different reasons uh, and there we're going to be doing a lot of stuff with AWS and other cloud uh, partners but uh, they, they've they've set a lot of tone about how people can be competitive and creative and serve customers and
0: i remember um an analyst call it was about a year and a half ago 2017 and one of the analysts on the call asked you jamie if entering into more and more business with amazon could mean that it becomes their secret sauce as a rival meaning could they use more and more of the data through partnering with you guys to compete with you guys what do you think
1: it, it, it could be very very complex so, so remember banks can't sell their data or even give their data away right There are much more restrictions and stuff like that and the data set that they might have is very different than the data set that we might have both are very valuable if you combine them you know the using artificial intelligence, they'd be enormously valuable. So I mean, the way to look at that is how could you partner with people in a way that's good for both parties? And you know, could someone end up losing something like that because you don't exactly know how it's going to play out over the next 10 years? Of course.
0: But, but you could also both win big time. Of course.
1: You could also both win big time. Is that your bet? This is not about Amazon. My bet is we will win big time because we're pretty competitive people. And but like I can say we're we're very cautious in this one. We're looking at every possible angle. Mm-hmm. So we look at how might they compete with us? How might we partner with them? What would you do if you were us? What would you do if you were them? And you have and we've you know we sent a team of people recently, literally a plane load of people into China, who went to uh, WeChat and Ping An and uh, uh, Tencent and and financial. I mean and, they came, they, and they came back you know. I was. I said scared, and they came back. No, we're not scared, but we're motivated. We got. To, we know we got to move quicker. You know, these folks are coming in one way or another, and they they do they develop fabulous products and services in a different economy, a different environment. Yeah. But some of that stuff is going to come here.
0: Tencent is just this whole ecosystem. It's just your whole world.
1: Yeah. And same with anti-financial Ant- Ant- Alibaba. It's, it, it's same with Ping An, and they and they have other benefits, which are, they're sanctioned in some ways by the government. How they can use data and all sure. that, and so.
0: So. The banking industry as a whole has been so much more broadly and deeply regulated than the tech sector. Right. And I wonder if you think that Amazon could have become as successful as it has today, if it had even a tenth of the regulation that the banks have faced.
1: I think they would have figured out a way. Yeah? You know, and regulations have a funny thing, They sometimes they help you a little bit, they create the moat a little bit, they, they create different ways to compete. You know, it, it could have hindered the growth of a company. Of course, it can. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think it stops commerce in total from developing over time. It just it probably just would have developed differently.
0: You have a warning for for the big ten, the big tech companies, not just not just Amazon, in your words, to prepare for the quote full Monty. Yeah. Of regulation. Yeah. What's coming?
1: You know, my experience in life is when you have a problem or an issue or something like that. It's kind of like a letter. So I'm not, I'm not warning them like they're bad. I'm saying, you better get ready for this. And that letter, you know, it starts in the newspaper, but it's kind of a letter to every state AG, sure. the DOJ, every regular around the world. And then they all start investigating you and coming up with things. And, and you start to see that now, you see that with a bunch of these folks today, conflicting rules and regulations around the world. But they, if they're not geared up for that, and I, I think they're, honestly, they are gearing up for it. They should be. There should be a tremendous attention they've all gone from being you know, the flower child of wonderful Silicon Valley, now these huge, wonderful, successful companies that get more attention. And they're going to get it from everybody, the press, privacy experts, presidential, uh, put, candidates. presidential candidates, everybody.
0: What do you make of the calls, even some by presidential candidates, to break up
1: Amazon? I, I, well I, I think that's a silly idea and concept, and I think you got to ask yourself, what's the problem? You know, so Amazon is doing a lot of good things for a lot of people. That's not a problem. They have a lot of competitors. I don't think their competition's over either. So there are some retailers out there very good. There's some international players very good. Mm -hmm. You know, people, as you get faster and faster, 5G, that people can, you know, scrape the web for the cheapest price and the cheapest delivery and stuff like that. So, you know, they're going to have competition, too. Is
0: there... They do.
1: And I think this last, you know, the last 50 yards of delivery, these are issues that these folks have to deal with, and there will, there will be plenty of competition.
0: Is there an argument to be but made? But also think
1: you yeah. should think about what is the problem with the other ones. So there are issues around privacy. There are issues around, you know, out of control of social media. There are definitely issues around people using some of these things to get involved in our elections when they shouldn't. And, you know, if I were them, I'd be saying, you know, what are the issues? What are the possible outcomes? How can you fix it? And I'd be having extensive conversations with lawyers government officials, uh, regulators about how how we can solve those issues in ways good for America.
0: You are the last standing CEO of one of the big banks who had to deal with the onslaught of regulation through the financial crisis and brought this firm out of it. Have you talked to Jeff Bezos about what it's like to deal with regulators?
1: I have not actually spent a lot of time talking about this, no.
0: he might come to you for advice as this as this happens. Oh,
1: I'm open to help on if I could.
0: Is there an argument to be made that the Amazon Marketplace is anti-competitive?
1: I don't think so because, you know, J- Jeff, they sell a lot of stuff there, and it's actually I think I saw a chart recently where they sell a lot more on the Amazon Marketplace than Amazon Direct. But you know, that would be an example. You got to make sure you do it fairly, mm-hmm. which I would assume they're doing. They got to be fair to everybody. You can't. I you know, have a store where you're selling two things, somehow, you know, favor your own. And that doesn't mean by it doesn't happen every now and then, either accidentally mm-hmm. or that someone in your company didn't find a way to favor with, you know, their division. I mean, we have that every now and then here, and it's not good for the customer. And so, again, going back to it's good for the customer. The customers get the choices they deserve. Right. Let them choose their feet.
0: I think the, the question now that is being raised in these debates, whether it's regulate more or break up these tech companies, is <clears throat> if you think about Amazon, they have their, their feet in every major tranche. So in logistics, in e-commerce, in retail, in the cloud, in advertising, they're the third biggest internet advertiser, in Hollywood, in content, in finance, in healthcare, in space. Yeah. Is there any risk to one company having its footprint in so many
1: places? You know, possibly. And when you say that, you know, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff to do well. There are a lot of different reasons you're doing it, and like I said, I think they're very smart people. They probably worry about, you know, are they are doing too much sometimes, and they should they cut back a little bit. What might be a government response to what you just said? But again, again in my view is if you're doing a great job for competitors in a competitive marketplace, making things better and faster and cheaper, that is a good thing. And you know if you're using if you have a if it was like a company store the old railroads you can only shop in their company store that is not a good thing right so you got to look at each problem separately like what's what's the benefit to the average American how how why do people like it?
0: Um, Let me ask you before we move on to healthcare about Prime. Given what you've just told me about how much you've learned from Amazon, mm-hmm. have you considered the Prime model of bundling? products for a subscription fee i mean do you think that would work in you know, banking you, this
1: is going to surprise you we already kind of have that a little bit in consumer so if you're there's a kind of simplistic when wholesale people pay for the product that, or the service kind of by the individual thing those prices have been coming down literally every year and they're a tenth of what they were 20 years ago mm-hmm. that's equity debt straight through processing uh moving cash money derivatives uh, and, and with more services. The price came down but it's straight you know straight through Prime, faster, quicker, cheaper. Because Prime changed on, on the everything consumer for Amazon. Side, yeah. That's correct. But on the consumer side, if you look at a banking account, you know, we we it used to be you used to get a checkbook. Yeah. A statement.
0: I still uh, get my checkbook.
1: It, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but now you have online, you have bill pay, you have alerts, you have debit cards. You've linked credit cards. You've got automatic pay. You've got you can get, you get your FICO scores. You can do real-time person-to-person payments through Zelle. So you keep on adding products for free to this product, and it's basically free if you have you know so much in the account, and if not, you are paying ten dollars a month. So, so we you're just, saying we, we already we just,
0: essentially have.
1: Prime. We, we've been we've essentially it's kind of a prime when the consumer side. It looks like the price hasn't changed very much, but the amount of services keeps on going up. Most of which are free, some of which we charge for. Did you so learn like,
0: that from? Is that taken from? No, Amazon that, it Prime? was already that way. Oh, did they take that from the no, learn from you? No, I don't
1: think they did. But it's <laughs> already that way, and we just added. For example, you invest. You can buy and sell stock for free if you're a very good account. I know that's new. so that, so that no, but, which that's new. But my point is, we've been doing that for years, yes. and you you could have said, "Why not charge that?" We could. And, you know, that, so we're always thinking about how do you give the, how do you make the client happy, who's your competition, who are you pricing against, but the, the concept is very common and very similar.
0: Let's talk about healthcare. care. You, Jeff Bezos, and Warren Buffett are tackling one of the biggest problems in this country, and you're trying to fix healthcare.
1: Yeah, we're attempting to tackle. So we all have expressed to each other frustration, it's almost 20% of GDP, end of life is 15%, and a lot of that's unwanted care. Uh, obesity is driving 30 percent of the cost. Fraud, administrative costs of 20 to 25 percent. Uh, uh, wellness programs work, but they should be much. They should be much more employed. We should be teaching kids K to 12 exercise, nutrition. Of course, right? I can go on and on and on. What we said is let's let's look at that, and hire some really smart people, talk about the problem, and then let them go take a crack at it. Little ways, big ways. And we have some very good people now. Can we? And how we do deductible plans? Transparency, mm-hmm. you know, within the average city, within a two or three mile radius, an MRI can cost a thousand dollars to seven thousand, yeah. and we just go where we're sent. So my point is, take that with with money, capital, brains, sustained effort over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Can we find ways to crack it? Little ways, telemedicine, you know, a drug, a chronic care, a, a better uh, design of a of a of an insurance package or something like that. And if we can do that and then maybe we can accelerate over time, of course we would love to change it. We think the system needs a lot of help. We've got some of the best in the world, like best doctors, best hospitals, best services, best pharma. Our outcomes aren't necessarily the best. And so we we it's a problem. And we, we're gonna try to work it. And, and we're trying to share. We didn't we're not doing it for profit. We're not doing it for we want to do it for our people and then if we can help America some way we're gonna share little ideas to big ideas that we have.
0: Can you tell me whose idea this was? What's the backstory? Because I've read everything about this, and I still don't know who came to who with this idea. How did Jeff Bezos, Jamie Dimon, and Warren Buffett end up together in a room trying to solve health care?
1: Honestly, I don't remember. But, really? But the, but the three of us had gotten together for dinner a couple of times, and I think one of those things, we all were expressing frustration okay. on this kind of thing. Actually, one of the, one of the people started was Todd Combs. Who, yes. who works for WARM, who I was complaining to Todd about certain things. And Todd started to send me big research reports on healthcare companies and pharma companies and uh, designs from overseas. And I was like, Todd, I don't have time to become an expert in healthcare, which I know more about than I ever thought I would know. And, uh, and, then, uh, and then when Jeff, it came up, you know, and that Amazon may be doing something different, totally different in health, and we were just all in. And we said, let's just pool our resources, pool our So this our was people. just a
0: dinner, dinner table conversation between, kind of, the, kind of. between the three of you.
1: Yeah. So... Um, and Todd, I, I would give him a lot of credit too for it.
0: What have you learned from working with Bezos specifically on healthcare? Any anecdote you can share with us?
1: Yeah, nothing different than what I've told you: curious, smart, engaged.
0: Does he make you think differently?
1: Always. You, you don't sit with Jeff for thirty minutes and not look at something differently, or or say, "My God, that's I hadn't thought of that thing." Or yeah, he's a, he's a great great thinker, and he can think in multiple ways.
0: Um, HQ two, they we're going to employ a lot more folks in New York until that thing fell apart. Mm -hmm. You employ a ton of people here in New York. What do you make of the debacle? What do you make of what happened with with HQ2 and Amazon and and New York City?
1: Yeah. Look, I think it's a a loss for New York because people make a mistake, they say the 25,000 jobs, it would have been 100,000 jobs. Remember, so when you have a building like this, it's 25,000 in the building and then you you have low-skilled jobs like janitors and uh, you know, uh, food workers, but it goes all the way to engineering, lawyers, consultants on the outside serving that company. So it would have been this whole ecosystem of jobs. And I think people made a mistake, the $3 billion of gifts. I think in reality, look at this three, $30, tri- 30 billion of taxes, it was a discount. And a lot of people do that. They say, look, you know, early on we won't charge you real estate tax, we won't charge you this tax. And, right. and remember, tax rates are very high in New York, both real estate, individual, corporate. I'm
0: aware. Right. Okay, I so, <laughs> so I yeah.
1: think it was a loss. And, uh, it's, a it's loss un- for New York. For New York, yeah. It was unfortunate.
0: Um, quickly, before we wrap up, Alexa, voice technology. I'm fascinated by it. And from my interviews at Amazon, it's become very clear this is a huge part of their strategy going yeah. forward. And it's working better and more quickly than they thought it was going to. So what does Alexa and voice recognition mean for J.P. Morgan, for example?
1: You know, it's the same kind of thing, so we have a lot of jobs that are probably going to go away over time because you can talk to your phone and get an alert, take care of a problem, stuff like that. So it's all about voice recognition. I think we're trying to work to embed some of our stuff in Alexa and other people's uh, microphones and stuff. Of course, I'm very cautious about it for us because I tell our bankers, you know, we can't, and I'm not saying they do this, but we can't, people can't be talking to those devices and hearing private conversations. Well, and I was so we have to be a little you, careful about that from a regulatory standpoint.
0: You've actually been, at least according to the Wall Street Journal, more cautious than your competitors ab- on that front that you, at least a while ago, had held back from partnering on Alexa on voice recognition because of your privacy concerns. Yeah. Is well, that the, fair the two, to say? We,
1: we want to use these things always to do a better job for consumers. So I remember sitting here not in this building, but one day you know, we couldn't use uh, social media to serve with clients. They said, well, that's how they, how they communicate. They said, no, no, too many problems. I said, if you guys, these risk legal lawyers, compliance lawyer, it's I said, always if the lawyers, I said, if you guys, if they invented the telephone today, you tell me, you can't use it. You can't control what people say. And <laughs> you should look at these things first and foremost, how can you do a better job for the customer? However, we have unique responsibilities to clients to make sure we do the right things to protect them. That's all it is. So you're right. weighing. And, and also, I was talking about investment bankers. You know, I was telling you, you have something like that in your living room and you might, you know, your your spouse might be using it and you're on the phone talking about some deal. So I just, I just, we just want to be properly cautious about building the right protections in for our clients.
0: But it sounds like you are in initial stages of working with Alexa and that technology?
1: I think we're working with all of them. I'm, actually, I'm not exactly where we are on the path, but okay. my, my view would be, let's use those things and then build the protections we need in a way we need them. Okay, so
0: final question is, how do you think the rise of Amazon will be written in the history books?
1: Oh, I think probably one of the great American companies and, and you know, look, you know what Jeff would tell you? That, like, it's not sure, to, we're not sure to succeed yet.
0: Oh, it's always day one.
1: It's always day one. And, you know, um, but I think it just in terms of creativity, ideas, management, generation, growth, the ability to change and morph, I think it's just exceptional.
0: Okay. Well, I I really appreciate the time. This is fascinating. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Boss Files. You can find the special CNN documentary report, The Age of Amazon, on CNN Go. Don't forget to subscribe to Boss Files to get weekly episodes from interviews with top CEOs and leaders. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Poppy Harlow CNN. I'd love to hear what you think of the podcast and our Amazon documentary.